Welcome to another episode of Guy Live B2B Jam Session. Happy Monday afternoon. For some of you, it's quite the evening. Wherever you're tuning in from, much love to Oakland, California. Tuning in from right from our backyard of Oakland, California. I had a lovely weekend this weekend. Let us know what you did this weekend to enjoy yourself. In fact, I actually tried to go into a basketball court. And once I arrived at the basketball court, I arrived, there was no nets. <laughs> That's how much we're staying at home in Oakland, California. With that said, super excited about today's episode. And I hope that all of you are showing your love and respect to the late, great Chadwick Bozeman. He was a true legend and one of my favorite icons of all time. So much love to Chadwick Bozeman and his family. May he always forever rest in peace and power. You know, but with that said, we have a really exciting episode today with a mastermind, Jeff Chastain, who is a creator, a problem solver, and an integrator, an integrator, EOS integrator. And you'll get a chance to hear a little bit more about what that means. He essentially and fundamentally brings the process, tools, and systems that return simplicity to your business, whatever entrepreneurial business or enterprise endeavor you're working on, that's what Jeff does. He really helps you create that strong foundation that ensures that your company scales and actually serves your customers. And we're going to dive a little bit about kind of the entrepreneurship ecosystem as today, some of his tactics and tips in terms of what he's been seeing and working on with a few organizations that he's been partnering with, with through his company and also his background and how he started doing the work that he does in the industry. With that said, show us some love. Give us some comments. If you've heard of Mr. Chastain before, show us some love. Make sure that you're tagging him on LinkedIn. We're going to have a great conversation. So definitely make sure you are engaged. With that said, let's bring on Jeff to the show. Jeff, what's good, buddy? Hey, good afternoon. Thank you. <laughs> How are you holding up, man? Uh, doing all right. It's 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 nice and hot out here in Texas. I don't, I don't know how you're doing out there, but we're at 110 <laughs> plus heat index right now. I'm glad I'm inside. <laughs> oh, dude, you, know, you know, it's funny. The last time I was in Texas, I was actually visiting and checking up on my family. <laughs> Yeah, August is not the time to visit. I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. Jeff, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about, you know, how long you've been doing the work that you do in the EOS place and what is EOS? Like a lot of people don't know what that is or even a little bit of what you do. I know because I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a creator myself, but tell us a little bit about what that is, Jeff. Well, sure. No, no. EOS is the the entrepreneurial operating system, and it's actually a a system that was developed by a man named Gino Whitman years back, kind of a thing. This has been around for a long time, but really, it's a honestly, it's just a basic set of business practices, business principles, tools, kind of a thing there that with the goal really of trying to bring simplicity back into an entrepreneurial organization. So it's it's really mm -hmm. trying to just. What I run into a lot of times with entrepreneurs, and, and I'm, a, I'm a visionary myself kind of a thing. So we're always out there having new ideas. Occasionally, one of them actually sticks kind of a thing. We can turn it into a business, but we're very rarely business types. So mm -hmm. so we're out there selling IT services or, or doing what whatever kind of a, a thing we're into. And I, I ran into this years back kind of a thing when I had my own MSP. And it's like, okay, I was out there to sell technology, fix computers, things like that. I'm okay. How are you going to scale a business? How are you going to grow a business? What does this really mean? And many times we kind of do it flying by the seat of our pants, honestly, just, just <laughs> winging it here. We're going to figure this out. And that's really what, what EOS brings is kind of that, that basic underlying foundation to a business without having to go have an MBA background, basically. 
Mm. It's so fascinating for, for you. Who are some of the EOS leaders that kind of inspired you to start kind of getting into this space and work? You know, was it kind of a, a moment when you realized that, oh, my goodness, this is actually a field of discipline, would love to be involved in it? Yeah, it really was. It was because my background's in technology as well. I, I, I started out with, with Hewlett Packard for a number of years until I got tired of corporate politics, honestly, and, and went out, uh, ran my own from a a virtual CTO standpoint, my own consulting firm there. Like I said, I had an MSP for a number of years. And I just kept running into businesses that I was working with that mm-hmm. were looking to technology basically for, as a, a solve for various issues that, hey, we need we need to increase sales here. So let's, let's go put mm-hmm. in a better CRM system. That's going to fix all the issues. And the reality is technology just basically amplifies whatever's underneath it. So if you don't have a sales process, if you don't know who you're trying to reach in terms of your market, things like that, just mm-hmm. sticking on a new CRM is not going to do anything. So I would have customers mad at me, mad at the tools, et cetera. It's like, hey, we put in this new CRM. We didn't double our sales. What's going on? Yeah. So it was actually a, of all things, an Amazon wish list suggestion that said, hey, why don't you go look at Traction, recommend this book for you yeah. and picked it up. And I'm, I'm a big process guy by just personality, by nature. I love tools. I love process and pick that thing up. And it was just like, Wow, this is this is what I've been looking for. What I needed years back in my MSP. This is what these these customers really need. That okay, we've got to build the foundation on the business before we can go layer technology in on top of it to to move things forward and scale things. And that's that's was really my introduction at that point to EOS. And it just to me made so much sense. It's like okay, I'm made the the career shift basically. I went from consulting to coaching at that point to say okay, let's let's bring EOS here instead and bring some real value here underneath before we start looking at tools and people and everything else that need to go on top of it. Well, it, it's, a, it's such a powerful concept because, you know, my philosophy has always been that for any successful business, you have to have that core foundation and then you scale it, right? You don't yep. want to start, you, you can build the plane while you're flying it. It works. But at the same time, too, it also works if you just lay the foundation and gradually build the plane as well. You know, what are your thoughts on it, Jeff? Oh, it definitely is. It's I look at it as the the old story about uh, building a house in the rock versus a house in the sand kind of a thing there that it's there's going to be challenges. Obviously, we're facing a rather global challenge right now for most businesses, but there's always going to be some kind of challenge, either local or, or or global kind of a thing. And it really comes down to what the foundation of the business is. Do you have a a solid vision? Is everybody working the same direction? Do you have a solid plan for the right type of people or who you're going to bring people in? Do you have numbers, honestly, to to run the business on kind of a thing? Because a lot of times, again, entrepreneurs just, it's wishes, egos kind of thing. Right? I, I, I want business to be this way. It's like, well, no, what is your what is your financial numbers? What is your actual data numbers really tell you that you can do, not what do you want to do? And many times, honestly, they just simply don't know. So, <laughs> all, right? But it's just without that foundation, it's like, okay, yeah, you're you're building on top of the sand and one of these days something's going to happen. And if are you going to be able to handle it or not? Yeah. We'd love for you to tell us a little bit about, you know, an entrepreneur you've worked with or that you've seen that successfully implemented EOS or some of the businesses and clients that you work with through your work. Well, it's a it's a definite journey because that's that's one thing that I honestly love about this, because I've been out there 
business owner myself kind of a thing. There's all kinds of go sign up for our, our video program or go sign up, go read our book, whatever. And you get the, especially the typical visionary. Hey, hey, I went to a seminar this weekend and come back Monday morning and the, the team's like, oh, great. What did he do this weekend? Kind of a thing. We're, we're, we're shifting heading off right field kind of a thing here to another idea. But EOS, at least from uh, from my perspective, from an implementation is completely different because it's typically, it's a full journey. And then we actually refer to it as a journey that it's, we actually do it as almost more of a phased kind of learning to where we'll go in actually on a monthly basis up front, actually work with the entire leadership team, really help and start teach kind of those, the, those tools, help them really start understanding and implementing it to where they can go back literally the next day and start working on it. And then bring that kind of discipline and that kind of accountability that will come back in a month later and say, okay, how have things gone the last month? What do we need to address? Let's move forward kind of a thing and really just start building that cadence so that most of the time I'm working with a, a, a client, it's, it's a two year long journey for them to really develop a full mastery of the system and get that under their belt. Mm. But because it's building up that muscle memory there, it's not one of those things, like I said, where you read the book and then maybe you picked up a few little tidbits out of it that you want to try to implement, but you really didn't get any significant value out of it. It's like yeah. I, I look at it almost as trying to teach a kid how to ride a bicycle kind of a thing there. <laughs> okay, you've got to, once you learn it the first time, yeah, I, I haven't honestly ridden a bicycle in several years, but I could get back on it and do it almost instantly just because you've got that muscle memory built. Hmm. But my job's not to sit there and literally run beside you for the rest of your life, holding on the bicycle seat. It's my job is to teach you to sit here and give you that ability to go run your own business and have that kind of clarity, that kind of work in there. And it's just being able to sit back and, and see people grow, see people kind of take hold of that and be able to run with it. And honestly, bring that clarity back, bring that enjoyment back is just what I get out of it more than anything. So it's just, it's exciting because I'm, I'm trying to remember what the stats are or whatever, but you've got the the initial kind of failure rate early on in an entrepreneurial kind of startup, but then you start hitting that four and five year range and you start seeing a whole new set of failures. And mm -hmm. a lot of that is because the you, you've gone through, you've built your business at that point, you've got sales and stuff going, but you basically, without that foundation, you end up kind of stuck in the mud that it's like, okay, now we've added more people. Aren't yeah. we supposed to be automatically selling more or doing more kind of a thing there? And the, the visionary types especially take that and say, okay, this is not working anymore. I'm, I'm dealing with issues. I'm dealing with people problems. I'm dealing with customer complaints. I'm just going to bail out of this thing, go start over something new. And that's yeah. really by putting in this kind of a system and working with them, that, that really reinvigorates that excitement they've got. And that's, that's really why I love doing this more than anything. Yeah. And to your point too, right, that it's all about the sustainable growth. You know, it's funny because, you know, you see, you read a lot about entrepreneurs who, you know, once you hit that five or seven year cliff, right, it's like, yeah. where is the business going? You know, we've added all of these people, but we're not really actually seeing the margins that we need. And it's probably more about, you know, how do you how do you implement an EOS system and integrate it so you're scaling efficiently and you actually kind of go back and revert to that core foundation you need to actually be a business. Yeah, because I look at it, it's like how many times I've been there, I know probably most of us have, you go join on a new company, join on a new job, whatever, and they're like, well, here's your new job, here's your new desk, good luck. And it's like, it's it's weeks or more trying to figure out, okay, what in the world am I supposed to do? Who am I supposed to talk to? <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's, that's just wasted resources. Whereas yeah. if you had 
that true vision, if you had that, your processes set up, if you had your structure put it set up to where literally you could bring somebody new in and say, okay, here is everything you need to do to go be effective today and be productive today. Mm. It's, it's so much better use of resources right there rather than just saying, hey, good luck over there and, and, and figure your way out because we're just pouring resources into people, pouring resources into their time. They're getting burnt out or they're getting disillusioned right off the bat kind of a thing yeah. almost to say, hey, this is what, what did I sign up for? It's like, that's, that's not what you want working for your company. You want everybody basically being excited and say, hey, yes, this is what we're working towards. This is exactly how I fit into it. And I forget what it was. It was a Harvard business study I was looking at at one point that said um, basically one out of two people didn't really even understand the the overall vision, the overall direction, what this company's doing. Mm. And even it was it was even higher numbers, I believe, that basically said, I don't even know where I fit into this. That okay, I, I know what the company's doing. I don't know where my place is in this. It's like okay, that's just not a good use of our resources. And it's like, why, why would we not want our people to be excited about coming to work with us? Yeah. Yeah. What would you say for an entrepreneur right now who, you know, he, he's probably starting a business post COVID-19 and he's like, man, there's all these different ideas, these different verticals that, you know, we can build our business in, but how would you kind of encourage him to really come at it from a foundational standpoint, you know, or implementing some sort of EOS system? What are like two to three takeaways that you would give for that kind of entrepreneur? Because we definitely have them in our guy community. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really to me, it's the biggest key right off the bat is simply with with the vision side. Okay, what is your vision? Making sure that you've got a a very clearly targeted, very simplistic, very straightforward vision to say, okay, we're going to go solve this problem for this group of people, tight market, etc. Make sure you've got that one plan in place because I've I've done this before. When you go out with the the shotgun approach of okay, we're going to try be anything and everything for everybody, that's where you get into problems. And I've, I've seen it illustrated that um, from a, a startup perspective, kind of a thing, you're out selling blue widgets or whatever kind of a thing there. And you get the call in the early days, you're basically saying yes to anybody that's going to hand you money kind of a thing. So you get the call and the, the guy says, well, I know you sell blue widgets. I heard that from so-and-so. I really need some wet red widgets. Can you can you make red? It's like, uh, sure we can. Obviously, yeah, we're going to sell anybody. Well, great. I need five thousand of them. Okay, that's bigger order than we've ever done. But I'm sure we can do it. Great. Can you do it by next Tuesday? And oh, by the way, can you ship them over to our our factory over in Germany? And you of course say yes and hang up the phone. And your team looks like at you and say, like, "What the heck did you just agree to?" But, but that's where it just starts adding up is, and you don't really see it at the time, but you start layering in complexity at that point that all of, all of a sudden you had everything streamlined to go build blue widgets. Now you're having to change some things and go build red, or it could just be simple as, as you add on new people kind of a thing, because you look at it and say, you got two founders on a business, one mm. single line of communication, nice and easy. You add just one more person all of a sudden, 50% increase in people, you got a 300% increase in, in communication there. So it's things like that, that if you're not really careful, and it's it's very easy to do up front, the, the layers of complexity start building. And you've got to do anything and everything you can just to keep things simplistic, keep things simple. Again, whether it's singular focus on market, making sure you're right where your core focus is, right where your core values are, making sure that you've got the right people that fit those core values, making sure you've got processes and stuff in place as you bring on new people, you can 
ensure they're doing the right things. But it's a lot of that just simple foundation stuff of making sure everything stays simplistic because mm. the more complexity you build in, you're just it's it's just adding weight and adding weight until one day you're going to wake up and it collapses. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Kevin. Shout out to the homie Kevin Parker who's saying, right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Yeah. No, it's so true. And, you know, we, we see a lot in business when people start when you're trying to, like, go get into a new market or thinking about a new business line. You know, there's often people or visionaries or founders in themselves who are quick to make it really, really complicated for even their people. Right. Yeah. But, you know, uh, you know, one thing that I really love that you mentioned, Jeff, is this like keeping it very fundamental. Right. What's the vision? What's the focus area? And how do you keep things so simple that people tactically know how to approach it? Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, that's, that's the key made it to everything right there is just your, your vision, your focus, your, your fundamentals. Who's your market right there? Okay. What exactly are we trying to reach from a market? How exactly are we different? Just even just the language, making sure that, okay, if you've got two or three people out selling, they need to all be selling the same thing with the same language. Otherwise you get the, the fulfillment department on the back end saying, okay, what has he gone out and sold now? Kind of a thing. <laughs> Simplicity, simplicity, simplicity across the board. Yeah. You know, Jeff, we'd love to have you share, you know, who have been some of your favorite brands that you just like, you've loved how they built the companies and you're like, oh yeah, they definitely are using some sort of EOS method or something like that. Well, it's, it's, it's one of those that honestly, from the outside, unless it's, unless it's published, you'd never necessarily know they were EOS, but it's just, okay. you, you look at it and say, okay, are they a fundamentally strong brand? And a lot of times it's things like these, uh, situations today right now that it's at least in the businesses that I'm working with, it's, it's not specific so much on any given industry that it's really, it depends on how they were situated, how they were built beforehand, that the ones that were already somewhat questionable, maybe they didn't know it because they had profit. And that's the key is when you got money everywhere, when you got profit, that covers up a lot of inefficiencies. But these days when all of a sudden profits are drying up for a lot of us kind of a thing that exposes a lot of those inefficiencies. And all of a sudden you start seeing those struggles there. So it's, it'll be interesting. I'd it's, almost kind of morbid kind of looking at it, but it's always with one of these, we saw it in 2008. It's like, okay, what are, what are the companies going to be that come out of this? What are the, what are mm -hmm. the new names, especially, but even still, what are the ones that come out stronger? Cause we saw, I'm trying to remember, draw a blank on names. It's like Uber and some of those other ones were the ones that came yeah. out of 2008, just out of nowhere. It's like, okay, who are going to be the ones that come out today? And a lot of those really come down to, okay, what are you doing today in order to come out strong in a, in a year from now? Because if you've got the the resources, the ability to turn around and reinvest, okay, sales are down or process production right now is down. That's the time, honestly, if you've got the resources to go back and reinvest because it's a whole lot easier to make those foundational improvements, strengthen that foundation today than it will be in a year from now or two years from now when all of a sudden you're trying to go full speed again. And now let's try to build the build the infrastructure underneath while we're doing hundred miles an hour instead of today when we're okay. It's only 25 or 30. Yeah. It's so, it's so powerful, man. Cause you know, my belief is that a whole bunch of startups in Silicon Valley need to listen to this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Founders in Silicon Valley really need to listen to it. Cause you know, personally for me have never been of the mantra of break fast or move fast and break things. Cause don't think that's actually good for the customer or even for the business in itself. You know, it's often really much more better when you actually have a great plan of action, but also are moving sustainably. Right. You know, you can move fast and still be right. Right. And still. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, one of my biggest um, uh, uh, 
I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, validated learning, right? Uh, which is a really uh, a powerful agile method, methodology. And I see a lot of connection between um, kind of how do you create that EOS foundation, but also validate as you as you build. Yeah, it really is. And it's a it's a very iterative basis. Same same kind of idea that, OK, a lot of times we'll look at um, one of the keys we push is, is having a scorecard where basically you can sit there and look at. Imagine you're sitting on the beach or whatever. You've got one sheet of paper that the waiter brings you. It's got a set of numbers on it. And you can know clearly is your business on track, off track kind of a thing. But we, we make a first pass at that actually at one of our very initial coaching sessions and even tell them up front. It's like, OK, this is going to be a two or three month journey as you sit here and get comfortable with these numbers. Figure out, OK, does that number really tell me what I need to know or do I need to go find a different number? And business is always evolving. Markets are going to change. Processes are going to change. Whatever is going to change. And you it to me, again, still goes back to having that foundation. If you've got a solid foundation, it's a lot easier to pivot on that foundation. Whereas, again, if things are already weak, things are already if you've got the whole company tied together with duct tape and bailing wire, <laughs> it's going to be a whole lot harder to pivot and harder to change without having things fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred and ten percent. One hundred and ten percent. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for for coming on the show. Much love to Mr. Kevin Parker, who has been tuned in and locked into everything <laughs> that Jeff has been saying. Appreciate you, Kevin. Make sure that you share this with your friends, your friends, friends, and make sure to have them tell their boss to tune in and learn a little bit more from Jeff, the man. You know, Jeff, would love to ask, you know, what's your one powerful takeaway for the entrepreneurs in our guy community who are looking to build something awesome, maybe now or in the future? Well, there's, it's the biggest thing of just obviously keep dreaming and keep coming up with ideas. That's, that's where all of this comes from, but still just again, following up on that simplicity principle is just, okay, do everything you can. Cause it honestly, it creeps up real easy and, and nobody ever sees it coming. So it's, it's really making that a, a key point to say, okay, make sure you're not making anything. I forget what the, the, I think it was an Albert Einstein quote of make sure that everything's just is make sure it only is difficult to, as it absolutely has to be kind of thing. And, and, and no, no more difficult than that. I'm, I'm messing that up for sure. It's doing, <laughs> doing something along those lines there. We'll check that quote. We'll check that quote, Jeff. Yeah. Thank you so much Jeff, for being on the show, man. We definitely need to have you on in the future, man. What do you think, brother? Oh yeah, no, I'd love it. Please make sure you follow Mr. Chastain, man, who is helping entrepreneurs gain clarity and get more info, more of what they want from their business. He's on LinkedIn, super active on the LinkedIn platform, but you can also follow him on his website as well. And I've shared that in the comments so you can engage. Jeff, man, it was truly a pleasure having you on the show today, brother. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Look forward to talking again. Be well, brother. <laughs> Shout out to Jeff. And thanks so much to the man, Mr. Cosmos himself, my co-founder, who's tuning in from Seattle. <laughs> He's definitely dropping some yummy jams about EOS. Love it. With that said, thank you all so much for tuning in today's episode. Once again, rest in peace, Mr. Chadwick Bozeman. We will forever miss you. You are loved, man. And, you know, we wish we wish you were still around. You know, I think, you know, Chadwick Bozeman has told us all and taught us all, in my honest opinion, on you know, how you can leave a powerful legacy uh, while you're in this life, even in a short amount of time. So don't wait until it's too late. Lead your movement now. Do what you got to do now to change the world. And if you don't have a movement that you're leading, you can join our movement because we're moving forward and the momentum only continues to build as we are forever in 
beta. With that said, want to show love to Mr. Kevin Parker, who has been tuned in. Make sure you share this live, 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 live jam session with your friends, your friends, friends, and your moms and her boss, and let them know that we just had the amazing Jeff on our show, sharing a little bit about EOS fundamentals. And if they are interested, they can definitely reach out to him. With that said, that has been a lovely, quick, bite-sized evening episode of our live BDB Jam session. We're going to be tuning in tomorrow, so make sure you check in with us. We go live potentially around 8 a.m., 10 a.m., or 3 p.m., so we are super, super flexible. So tune in when you can, and if not, tell your friend to tune in for you. With that said, talk to you soon, and as always, lead with abundance. And don't forget, don't forget, guideapp.co beta. Check out guideapp.co beta. Sign up for our early access. The movement keeps moving. All right, y'all. Peace.